Hello and welcome to Wild Sessions. I'm your host, Henrietta Norton, parent, author, nutritional practitioner and founder of Wild Nutrition. Joining me are some incredibly empowering voices, specialists in women's life stages from menstruation to menopause. Together, we explore the twists and turns, intricacies and insights that make our bodies the scientific marvels they are. This episode is with Katie Weir, who is a personal trainer and a customer of Wild Nutrition, a woman who has journeyed through the perimenopause and menopause, and somebody who wanted to share her story and hope that it resonates with some of you. So Katie, welcome. It's so lovely to see you. So just a bit of background. Katie and I know each other because Katie used to train Charlie and I way back when we first started <laughs> Wild Nutrition. And then you became a kind of loyal customer of Wild Nutrition. I did, didn't indeed. We ended up yes. talking a lot about kind of diet and health and yes. all of that. So yeah. our sessions became like a, yeah. a therapy session <laughs> for us was. both. <laughs> indeed. Yeah, it definitely was that. Thank you very much for coming in and, and sharing this with us. One of the things that we have been working very closely on, and I, I've spoken to you already about our mm. collaboration with Dr. Harper, yeah. is the need to pull perimenopause out as its own individual life stage, because we talk a lot about the menopause, yeah. and actually in its shadow has been perimenopause, yeah. which is often 10 years of women not knowing what the hell is going on Absolutely. in their life. So I just wondered if you could talk to us a bit about what your experience of that is, and whether or not that resonates for you as a lesser known period of a woman's life yeah definitely I mean for me it just sort of happened quite gradually I found that um, obviously as a personal trainer I exercise a lot and I suddenly found that when I was you know I was running and I had to keep stopping and when I got up in the morning to go for my normal daily run I didn't want to go and I'd come back and I'd be so much more tired than normal um, physically tired or? physically tired mm -hmm. yeah physically tired and that sort of crept into suddenly my clothes weren't quite as easy to stay into as normal and you know I eat really well and I'm quite disciplined and I don't drink very much and all that kind of stuff and it was it was just a bit like oh hang on everything that I was doing before suddenly isn't giving me the results mm. <laughs> that I was getting before and then as I sort of moved through my 40s I'm 48 now as I moved through my 40s the whole sort of mood stuff started happening and I'd get a bit of low mood which is again not very me and I think for me it was just the it's the, it is not it was it is the irregularity of it I'll feel fine for sort of two months two and a half months and then I'll suddenly have a bit of a kind of mood crash mm. and feel utterly wiped out mm. so for the last two days I've had to say to my daughter I can't do anything can't get mm. the dinner can't feed the dog mm. I'm literally on the sofa and slept for nine ten hours the common thing that I used to hear in clinic a lot was that the what women used to use as vices to kind of and I use this in you know radio talk in inverted commas crack on where you could continue and plow on through and push on through and keep doing it's when those vices start to not actually work for you anymore yeah. and that can be really alarming and yeah. discombobulating. Is that that sounds like that, that yeah, was your Yeah, very experience. much. Very much so. And I think, you know, as you go through your forties you've got so many life things going on. So yeah. my mum got dementia and went into a home and I had I'm a disastrous sorry. house build that cost me a fortune. I'm a single parent. So you're trying to deal with all this mm. stuff mm. and then you've got this other thing going on in the background which is completely regular. You don't understand 
understand you can't plan for it's not like when you're sort of 20 and you can go okay I'm going to get my period then and I know that I'm going to feel rubbish Mm. with perimenopause there's no or for me there's no regularity so you Mm. can't plan to be a bit thick for a few days because you're going to have brain fog (laughs) and not do anything important at work because you know what's happening because you never quite know what's going to go on at what point so that's what I find really challenging it sounds like it it was a sort of whole a whole being experience it is still and it is still Mm. it's you know I I said to you before I came in I felt bionic for the last sort of three or four weeks and yet this week just feel like I've completely crashed so Mm. it just doesn't nothing happens in a pattern Mm. um and it kind of ebbs and flows and you don't you know I don't know whether this is going to go on for another two years or if it's going to go on for another seven years or if Mm. it's going to stop tomorrow Mm. so it's the the not knowing how long it's going to go on for not quite knowing how you're going to feel and not being able to plan because in your 40s my life is run to a military schedule otherwise (laughs) things don't work and I can't stand having brain fog and not being able to function properly so I do what ever I think I can do to try to combat that and that's a lot where you know the nutrition and the exercise and supplements come in for me. Yeah and and your inspiration for starting up Lean Rebalance as well. So so tell us about what you have found have worked for you. So I've learned to know that if I'm feeling a bit rubbish it will go away Mm. and it's not a permanent thing and I'm not going to feel a bit anxious and a bit low mood you know I probably won't feel like that tomorrow mm. um that's and a great one actually because I think that helps people to feel less destabilized yeah. by it because it's temporary yeah it is yeah. temporary and it is for me I know that it's hormones mm. um can I, you track it do you track it I don't track it because because my periods have always been so irregular I was kind of a bit off the blocks to start with I've never had regular periods so mm. I've never been able to really track what's happening I tried but it was so random and there was just no rhyme or reason to any of it I kind of gave up Mm. so I just make sure that I prioritize sleep over anything else Mm -hmm. if I can it doesn't always work did you find that your feet your feet my feet my feet are great (laughs) how are your feet my feet are lovely (laughs) actually that can be one of the signs of the perimenopause actually that your your feet change size oh no that I didn't get (laughs) (laughs) well I'm really pleased that your feet are all right everything's fine how was your sleep (laughs) my sleep is now actually usually okay I did for years not sleep very well sometimes I'd be surviving on two three four hours a night probably when I was training Mm. you actually was when I was really low sleep it seems to have been much more fixed but then I'll get a random week where I'm up from half three in the morning every day Mm. um but I do try to make sure that I get... I won't put my alarm on at four o'clock to do a workout anymore, for example, which I would have done four or five years ago. Now it's more important to me to get the sleep. And that has been a really massive thing mm-hmm. with perimenopause because I know if I don't sleep, everything goes haywire. Mm-hmm. All my, you know, hormones go bananas. You just want... I mean, for me, it's not sugar. I'm not a sugar addict or anything like that, but I want to eat bread and I want to mm-hmm. eat cheese and I want to eat all that... Easy fix. Easy type, fix yeah. stuff. So sleep's really important. I always, always exercise. For me, that's probably the biggest thing. And that changed a lot because I used to always exercise. My daughter takes the mickey out of me because she says, I know you used to run for your body and now you run for your brain. (laughs) Um, So for me, you know, I run to clear my head. um, But for me, lifting weights is a really big thing because that Mm -hmm. makes me feel strong and empowered and that's something I know that I'll never give up mm-hmm. um well also the research now shows osteoporosis yes exactly, exactly which actually I have or had osteopenia 
Okay. And when I have my DEXA scan, that's now pretty much reversed. That's fantastic. So, and that's from all the interventions that you've put it's in? It's from your lovely supplements. <laughs> oh, great. Um, and all my jumping around and just, you know, really focusing on how to eat and not drinking too much fizzy water and all the kind of stuff that you need for your bones. So, mm. yeah, that's... And also not being really hard on yourself, mm. I think. that's. I think when you're perimenopausal, it's really easy because everything seems to be so kind of up in the air and nothing's perfect and sometimes you mess up and sometimes you're tired and you're trying to do something and it doesn't work and and I think it's really giving yourself a little bit of slack that if I really really don't want to go for a run because I feel completely exhausted I now won't go Mm. but I know when those times are that's not just a normal I don't really want to get out of bed and do this Mm. but I'll go you can feel it like my body is not going to benefit Mm. from me going out and running it's Mm. going to be really exhausted and actually I need to just sit down I love that, Katie, because I think that that is something that can underpin everything, whether it's how you eat, whether it's how you exercise, whether it's how you socialise. Perimenopause can lend itself to an opportunity to be more gentle with ourselves, to step back from the doing and drop more into the being side of ourselves. Women are under a lot of pressure yeah. these days, and particularly if you are somebody who wants to achieve a lot of things. Yeah, got and that is things, definitely you know, me. Yeah, and so it's finding that balance. And you, when you said earlier about it being a sort of ebb and flow, so many women that I've spoken to share that experience. One day you can feel absolutely fine, and the next day, for no apparent reason, you can feel completely depleted. But and actually, I see it even with my two older boys who are going through puberty. I talk to them in the same manner, which I think, you know, they they think they don't have a high regard for me anyway, but especially not at the moment. But it's talking about building up a bank account and it's so important to budget your energy. So it's very easy when you feel very depleted. If the next day you wake up and you feel like you've got energy, it's like, wow, I feel amazing. Right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I'm going to write a list of 500 different things things that I'm I'm going to do. And actually then all you're doing is you're, exaggerating that cycle you can exaggerate that cycle so it's kind of managing your energy and I think this is another thing that perimenopause brings is getting to know your body again and reconnecting with it and really understanding yeah how it works and how it takes and how to manage it yeah very very definitely it takes you by surprise because I'm super healthy I don't drink very much I exercise all the time I take supplements I do as much as I can to look after myself and yet sometimes I'll drive to Brighton and I'll get out the car and suddenly I nearly fall over because my hips are weird and a bit sort of stuck and aching and stuff and it, and then it will go and that will then not happen again for mm. six months mm. and it's just about going oh, okay that's just you know that's another sort of thing and, and just really looking after yourself mm. and also one thing I have found it's certainly in the last sort of two years you definitely can't drink anymore yes and not in I mean I've never been a drinker but I would have two or maybe three glasses Mm. on a Friday night and maybe Mm. two on a Saturday night so Mm. maybe a bottle over a week or a week and a half and now if I have more than you know I barely drink Mm. barely ever ever have a glass of wine not because it gives me a hangover but because it really affects my mood yes and that's a really common piece of feedback that I hear a lot from women in clinic and there's a lot of biochemical reasons behind that you know our body changes it it affects our glucose levels it changes our aromatase and our estrogen levels. Mm. So it's it has a very direct impact on our physiology. And I think with all of these things, it's an understanding of if that's the choice that you want to make, then it's accepting that that might mean you have a, a pretty broken sleep the next yeah, night. absolutely. And actually, we and were laughing before, weren't we, about the fact that it's not just the next day you can feel a bit rubbish in it. No, it's it's just, actually... It's sort of... <laughs> 
goes on and on for days. And as you say, it's a choice of, mm. and I know that I'm just much, now my daughter's 18 and I'm constantly picking her up from places at two or three in the morning, yes. even with less sleep. I'm so much happier because I really never, ever have a glass of wine. Yeah. And for me, that just seems to work. And don't get me wrong, I like a glass of fizz and stuff. But for me at the moment, it just doesn't seem to work. It's just not with my No, it just doesn't. And that's the octave phases for the moment. For because the, this the is a transition. Yeah. It's not going to be forever. No. But it's just where you're at, it's respecting where your body's yeah. at for the moment. Yes, yeah, definitely. You've just mentioned your beautiful daughter. And one of the things that we feel really strongly about is educating the next generation that's coming up and making them as equipped for the perimenopause as yeah. for puberty. Mm. So, And there are two questions that I'd like to ask you around this. Is Have you shared your experience with Susie? Susie and I are like two peas in a pod and we live very closely together and it's just us in the house apart from our little female dog. Yeah, she knows everything about, you know, how I feel like today. She's like, it's okay, mum, you're going to feel better later. So yeah, very much so. And she's very, um, this generation, I think more than we were, are very aware of taking more time for themselves yes, actually and giving themselves more rest mm. she has to tell me to stop mm. rather than me telling her she mm. says mum just give yourself a bit of a break take a rest take an hour away mm. from your computer and they seem to be quite good at that this generation um, I agree there's a, almost like a this generation got more of a permission to value self-care. themselves and self-care yeah. very much so mm. I think than than certainly you know my friends and colleagues mm. who are my age we just seem to keep trying to carry on rather yes, than going stop and that's what I've over the last few years really got better at and as as I said you know she's very good at giving herself that rest and knowing when it's a night where actually it's so much better if she doesn't go out because she needs to bank some of that energy like mm. like you've said mm. so yeah definitely mm. and do you feel like there have been areas of positive growth for you in this experience in this experience yeah I do um because Susie's now older and suddenly you know she's off doing her own thing and there's a lot of her coming in when I'm waking up kind of <laughs> stuff so mentally there's not so much looking after Mm. Um, and we feel it's sort of a bit more of a flatmates situation than a me being her parent. I care less what people think, mm. um, and it's actually really exciting because suddenly I've basically my identity has changed a bit. I'm no longer just a mum to Suze and ploughing on with my work and trying to earn the money and doing my business and stuff like that. Suddenly it's like, oh, okay, there might be some time for me to go out and do that kind of stuff. So. It is really exciting and there are good bits about it. Um, would you say, would it be too strong to, to say that you've redefined yourself? Or I am re- I haven't redefined myself defining. yet. I'm sort of swimming around in this kind of, ooh, okay. But I do feel like the next five years are going to be really exciting mm. and fun and quite liberating. Mm. Um, not just to be working all the time and just being a mum. Mm. So yeah, I do feel that there has been positive things that have come out of it. That actually also really echoes with an experience that I've had in clinic with women where one of the things that I hear repeatedly is a kind of change in tolerance. You know, you're talking about tolerance for alcohol and tolerance for certain foods and things. There's that. And then there's the emotional oh tolerance. God, yeah, I well. have the life way less of that. And in some cases, my question always back to a client would be, but tell me what you're less tolerant of. And actually some of their replies I would say, well, actually it sounds really healthy that you're less tolerant of that because actually what you're doing is you're putting back your boundaries mm. and it's far too easy to give away your strength your energy your power 
And actually, maybe this is a moment to get less tolerant, to have almost like a tolerance Tourette's where you are saying no before that's, you can stop yourself yeah. saying it. It's like, no, I, that's not what I want. This is what I want. That is a really, really, that's been a really big thing for me, actually. Mm -hmm. And definitely in one area of my life, taking control of something that for years kind of just sort of potted along, as it were. And that is really empowering. And also saying no to things I don't want to do, mm -hmm. which I wouldn't have done five years ago. Yes. It's like, that's going to overload me. I know that I'm not going to want to do it. The only reason I'm saying yes to it is because I know they want me to do it. Yes. An yeah. engagement or a, doing something for somebody that I know is just going to be one thing too many. Yes. And that is, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, well, I, and I think that's a positive to come out of it. I would define how you've approached it as a very holistic experience. So you spoke about sleep yep. and diet and making yep. some changes to your diet. And then obviously I know that you take the supplements. Yes. Is there anything in particular that you have found that helped you more than... I could others? not do without the menopause... Um, botanical menopause yes complex. I know if I ever run out I'm like oh god I get a bit twitchy <laughs> um, we had a testimonial from somebody actually I've just got to quickly share but we had a testimonial from somebody who was very funny and said thank god for this product because I now no longer stop the car and rant at people on the side of the road for driving or parking strangely yes she said it genuinely is it genuinely yeah. is like that so I have those I take the Amigas I don't eat meat I don't I very rarely eat any dairy I try not to have sugar and all that stuff. I mean, sometimes I, sometimes I do, don't get me wrong. But the Amigas, the B-complex yeah. for me, dip in and out of ashwagandha, depending on where I am. Yes. And, uh, what, oh, the bone, because I had osteoporosis. So I take, and that's, as I say, that is now when I went last time, um, my osteopenia, I had my DEXA scan. And he said, whatever you're taking, my consultant, consultant. you know, they try and give you HRT and they try and give you mm. all this stuff and calcium tablets. I'm like, I'm not taking any of it. And he said, well, whatever you're doing, working because you are pretty much now not even osteopenic well that's it's gone fantastic so that's testament to your lovely your lovely things that rattle around in my cupboard <laughs> as you're jumping up as and i'm down. jumping up and down <laughs> and susie now also says quick mum i've run out of teen girl <laughs> so she also takes she oh, takes I'm teen so girl pleased. she takes magnesium she takes zinc so yes, we are a very brown bottle with a silver label, Rattley household. <laughs> but they, yeah, they're got yeah, they're absolute godsend um, because we really don't function properly without them. Mm, um, um, well, in a sort of slightly warped way, I'm so happy. You're happy. Yes, you're happy <laughs> I mean, that I'm we can so take them. I'm so happy that you're benefiting <laughs> yes. from them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that's it's exactly why they're formulated yeah. the way that they're formulated. So yeah. what I love about the botanical menopause complex, which I also take, is the fact that it can meet your body wherever it is. Yeah. So we've already spoken about the ebb and flow, and you know it really is an ebb and flow of your hormones. Adaptogenic. Yeah, exactly. So they meet you wherever your body yeah. needs to yeah. needs to be met, which I think is really important and very respectful to the body. So one of the aspects as well that I don't think gets probably enough discussion is around spiritual changes that happen at this time of life have you experienced any of that oh yeah <laughs> yeah lots of um lots of questioning with you know, i'm not religious um but lots of really wanting to do more yoga i'm really certainly recently with obviously Susie growing up and suddenly you know my identity is and my mum's gone into a home and my dad's getting older oh, and yeah, you've got all that stuff so suddenly you feel like all those kind of tent pegs 
mm. that were sort of holding you down mm. and that was your structure and it was the way that your life was they all start to loosen or change or and then you, there's just sort of you mm. and I'm not you know I'm not married and so for me there's a, I've got a lot of that going on at the mm. moment really trying to kind of not find out who I am as it were but you know I've just been I've been a mum and I've been a daughter and stuff and now there's time for me to come into my own thing and not just sort of get up every day at half past four and go to work and come home and get the, Susie's dinner and deal with the dog and then fall into a heap into bed and start again the next day mm-hmm. so while it's exciting that spiritual thing has never really been a part of my life because I kind of haven't really had time for mm-hmm. it So, you know, I do kundalini yoga and that's a really important part for me now to explore because I do feel not lost, just a bit sort of on shifting, changing sands. Yes. I think is probably the best way to put it because there's a lot of stuff, different stuff going on. So, yeah, very definitely. Um, You've probably heard of Christiane Northrop, what's it called now? Bodies of Women's Wisdom. And it's absolutely beautiful. She talks about the menopause so beautifully. She talks Mm. about it as a time to stop thinking with our brain and start thinking with our heart and for us to come into that sort of wiser woman's that sage really that spiritual sage stage of our life Mm. which I think is so beautiful and I absolutely agree it's certainly been my experience Mm. as well to explore that in a deeper way yeah sense of purpose because actually still I'm quite shocked really by how many systems that define a woman's purpose even if it's very subtle define a woman's purpose via her ability to reproduce Mm. and fertility the word fertility is to be fertile and fertile mind fertile brain is to be creative to be spiritual i suppose Mm. and to be in touch with that the spirit of us yeah as individuals and actually now fertility is really defined by our ability to produce the baby and so when that declines which is how menopause is defined yeah then it can rock the, well, what is my purpose? Yeah, and, what am and it's I? a different form Very of fertility much. coming into a different mm. different way mm. of exploring that. So my experience would echo yeah. what, and, and I know that that's some of the women that I've met in clinic as well mm. have suggested the same. I would love to ask you if you were to look back and meet your younger self, what key tenets of how you've lived your life or how you live your life now would you like to give your younger self to incorporate at an earlier stage please exercise really the one thing that has kept me sane throughout my whole life is knowing that I can go for a run or go to the gym or go for a swim it will make my head feel better Mm. I just think it's so important whatever you do whether you just whether you do yoga whether you climb whether you do something just having something for yourself and it doesn't you know doesn't necessarily have to be I think I think exercise as per se of getting out of breath and lifting stuff that's heavy and stuff that's what works for me but just something that makes you move your body Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so you're not just always sedentary and to find something whether it's sailing or just walking but something where you can kind of get the white noise away yes do you find that there is an added benefit if you're doing that outside or does it not matter for that's you that's something that's very interesting with perimenopause for a long time I really only wanted to exercise outside now I I don't run as much because it, I find that it, I can get very tired in the afternoon mm-hmm. and now all I want to do even if it's a sunny day is go into the gym that I work mm-hmm. in and just fling some really heavy weights around for 20 mm-hmm. minutes and so 
yes outside is really important but it's not always exercising outside for me I would walk outside and sometimes I'd exercise mm -hmm. in the gym or sometimes I just want to go out for a run mm -hmm. and I don't want to lift any so outside and nature is really important but also for me it's very much what my body wants to do on that particular mm. day and whether that's so 20 minutes to your, it's listening yeah. essentially very listening much body. so yeah yeah amazing um, so exercise is there anything else that you would exercise as I've said sleep and also I haven't been very good at making time for doing stuff and doing fun stuff because you know single parent run own business and I feel like what I've done for 10 years is work and I would mm. definitely say to the younger me those 10 years you're not going to get them back mm. and yes you've got to earn the money and yes you've got to look after people and yes but try and put some more fun stuff in there so that I would definitely say Hold yeah on to so that that's where now is exciting yes <laughs> get the balance and actually now you've got the time and now there's more to time, time to, to do, do it that. yeah yeah and the fun bit probably will present itself differently now than it did when you were oh, in yeah. your early 20s yeah. or whatever so. definitely 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 so thank you Katie so much it's been so lovely and refreshing to have a very honest conversation which is actually what I really wanted to get from I knew we would get a conversation like that from you so thank you so very much for sharing your journey because I know well I'm sure that there are lots of women that we all experience it differently you know, half the population is going to go yeah. through the menopause yeah. actually in this report that we published it's I was absolutely horrified to see that 90% of women that go through the perimenopause in their 30s and 40s do not know that they're going through the perimenopause and don't see. So they are diagnosed with anxiety, depression, insomnia, given medication to, to, to deal with that. So part of what I... And everybody's journey is different. So I'm not saying that, you know, there'll be people saying, yes, that's exactly what mm, happened to mm, me. But mm. there will be threads. I think it's just so important to share experiences. So women get more and more aware and informed that this is how it can manifest at a much earlier time than going to the doctor and having a blood test. And I know. think that's so, so, um, so, so important because you and I are in the health industry and we know about food. It is kind of our thing. Yeah. And yet it's still something that you go through and it's still really hard to understand for people that it's not their thing and they're not yes. particularly interested in nutrition or, or health and all this stuff's happening to them. Yeah you know we would say oh well okay it's probably hormonal but if it's not your thing and you're not actually you don't know that much about it that's yeah. even more difficult yeah and a lot of the symptoms are in that early perimenopausal stage are synonymous with feeling burnt out most women's magazines you're like are you overwhelmed are you burnt it's out and you know it'd be sort of almost like there was it was almost like badge of honour of productivity yes. if you were frazzled and you were yeah. so busy. busy so and I do see a sea change in that and as mm. you were saying with this new generation coming through mm. definitely see a sea change in that but I'm I'm so grateful for you sharing your story and I'm sure it'd be really helpful for other women to hear what you've been through and it's a continual going through yeah. because we're going yeah, through we're it going so through it. yeah it's been so. such a pleasure it's always a pleasure spending time with you hen but yeah i'm yeah. delighted to um delighted to do this today and your products are what is getting me through so thank you for enabling me to get through it as i am oh thank you katie if you enjoyed this podcast and i hope you did i'd love you to share Leave a review or visit wildnutrition.com for all things wellness. We're here to support you wherever you are on your journey of life. <laughs>